Section 5 of The Rover, Volume 1, Number 15. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Rover, Volume 1, Number 15. Edited by Seba Smith and Lawrence Labrie. Section 5, This Cold, by Mrs. Elizabeth Oakes Smith, author of Sinless Child, etc. Calamities of any kind coming singly challenge sympathy and condolence, but where the same thing is general, all such advantages are lost. Whatever the ill may be, the individual must bear it alone. He can hope for no commiserating glance of the eye, giving warrant for a fresh groan, no condoling tone of voice, whereby his own sinks justify to a fainter treble, no housewife tale of a similar experience deluding him into making his complaint known. Alas, he must bear his grief alone, for his neighbors are intent upon nursing their own. Everybody knows that a solitary cold is a thing attended with some eclat. Pardon, dear reader, the anti-English phrase. It was accidental. There is the surprise of everyone, the wonder, how in the world you could get it? Did you damp your feet? Did you sit in a draught of air? Did you walk in the moonlight with Miss Dioway? Did your nightcap slip from its allegiance? Dear me, it is so strange how you got such a cold. Then comes the pepper tea, the bone set, the pennyroyal, the sage tea, one and all, the foot bath, the flannels, the comforters, the coaxings, the pityings, the hurryings, your cough candy, licorice, gum arabic, everything is in requisition dear me a cold is a great affair but this is a cold alone in its glory let but the scene change set a whole population to sneeze to cough to toss with fever and all this petting is at an end so you've got this cold and a laugh rewards your unconscious appeal to sympathy you sneeze and your neighbor's eyes sparkle with delight you cough he rubs his hands with a chuckle of pleasure. Not half so bad, sir, as I had it. Yours is nothing at all. Why, I... If you are wise, you will escape the detail. Who cares for a particular pain, when everybody is having the like? Why, misery is nothing if shared with a thousand. Give me the solitary pang, the grief apart, the especial sorrow. I cannot abide these epidemics. It is wrestling democracy from its rightful channel. It is killing sympathy. It is doing away the sentiment of a grief. There is but a step from the sublime to the ridiculous, so said Napoleon. Isn't there something sublime in the idea of a hundred thousand people in the city of New York, all coughing in concert? But then for the details, sparkling and bright in liquid light, the author would have been anything but flattered at the voice that got thus far, and was stopped short by a fit of coughing. On the banks of Al, that cough, it was the death of the song, and the incipient love was expelled with it. Why will not people be wise? Let the epidemic have its day. Put poetry, sentiment, all the luxuries of being upon the shelf, and quietly submit to the dates, recognize the dire necessity, and if they will, in memory of the past, walk in starlight. Happily, the moon is invisible. And quote poetry. Let them be content with the following. 
Coughing in a shady grove, sat my Juliana, Lozenges I gave my love, Epicacuana. Talk of the inconvenience of this cold, in matters of sentiment. Why, this is nothing to the positive evil endured by vendors of all kinds. The newsboys hardly lift up their voices. If an unlucky white essays, Sunday, mer, just to try the material of his lungs, straight away a wheezing laugh echoes on every side from his brothers in calamity. Strawberries. I was able to detect uttered in a voice as if coming from the folds of a blanket. Three cents a basket, ma'am. The boy looked dispirited, not so much ill as mortified, distressed. It's a great thing to have a benevolent face. Beggar children detect it in the street and ask you for pennies. Poor woman imploring alms will make the number of children five instead of six, as they have told your neighbor, for a smaller fib will do for you. Children tell you all their little trials, and even the dog will soon look wishfully in your face when suffering from the neglect of his master. It's a great thing to have a benevolent face. It becomes a key to the hearts of others. You learn humanity naturally, easily, without going out in search of its attributes. Three cents a basket, ma'am, and he poured the delicious fruit into the receiver. I looked at the child, and one moment his eyes rested upon my face. His sympathies were touched. His eyes fell sadly. I am not sure, but that they were tearful. There were pathos in his voice. Strawberry's gone bad with me today, ma'am. Bad? How so, child? This cold. I can't holler, ma'am. End of section 5